When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. This is your main event, Mark's Bonus Podcast for October. I'm your first host, lifelong wrestling fan, wow. former radio former radio guy, cat dad, and what I do is I drink and I know things, occasionally. I am Troy, and with me as always is the main event collector and figure hunting warrior. He is the WWE walking wrestling encyclopedia and the Takeshi Morishima to my dick to go. He is Greg. What's up, Greg? Oh, man. <laughs> Starting right off with Dick to go. You had to get Dick to go in there. Also, it was funny. Giggity. That I only know things when they drink, which is kind of ironic. But... Yeah, right. Then you ask him, uh, what was that stuff you said when you were drunk? Uh, I don't know. What was what was it that I said when I was drunk? I got a couple beers in him. He'll tell you all about it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I will say I've said things when I was drunk that I wouldn't have said necessarily otherwise, just because it's like, eh, no reason to. But I've never said anything that I've for- or said or done anything that I've forgotten. Like, I've never been so drunk where it's like, oh, God, what happened last night? Like, that has never I once s- happened. I sort of drunk. I'm not God. <laughs> I've also never been dumb enough to get behind the wheel of a car while drunk, which parlays into our top story on the news. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, where are you going with this? Well, you'll you'll find out in the uh, in the, the news section here. It's uh, uh yeah, it, well. I guess I can I can oh, yeah, hit this. Shield still. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess I can hit this right off the bat. That 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 first story we got. Uh, not good. Believe me, not good. So. Oh, uh, you segued with drunk driving. So I can I believe you. Yeah. Right. Uh, the the closest I ever came was uh like this was like middle of the night. I lived in a small town. Everything was shut down basically at this time except for the bars. And I walked home through like two feet of snow. That was about it. Uh, so <laughs> the, that wasn't necessarily dangerous. It was just kind of cold, but what's snow. Yeah. Right. What? Hey, you saw ice when you were out here. I don't know if, it, I don't think it I saw big mounds of snow when we were out there. Like, like it had just snowed. Right. Yeah. Uh, for anybody not from the Midwest or the East coast, those mounds of snow will last well into, uh, May I'd say, because 
it compacts into like ice and it takes forever to melt. So it's like pretty warm outside and you're still seeing like a giant mound of snow out at Walmart from the, from the plows. It's uh kind of weird, but wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile out there, it's just warm all year round. It is. I except for right now it's, uh, I mean, we're not in the can or anything, but it's early August and it is cold outside. Uh, what's cold for you? Uh, 62. Oh, screw you. That's like perfect weather out here. <laughs> well, yesterday, hits, yesterday was 82, dude. So yeah, it hits, hell of a jump. When it hits the mid-40s out here, we're throwing on shorts and breaking out the grill, all right? Like, that's... Uh, yeah. That, that's always a joke. You can tell somebody... I don't live in the Cleveland area, but I've you know, been around there, got family around there. Oh, bless like, you. Yeah, they, they always say, you can tell somebody from Cleveland because they wear shorts like year-round, walking through the snow wearing like cargo shorts. And I actually knew a guy like that. He'd wear a Browns hoodie and cargo shorts 365 days a year. Man, this doesn't get any uglier than that, huh? Wow. I was like, dude, why? I'm like, it's literally blizzarding outside. Why are you in shorts? He's like, "Ah, I don't know. I'm used to it. Like, how do you get get used to that? Like, no, thanks. I'm good on all that, man. I've lived in the cold most of my life, and I still hate it. Absolutely hate it. Either way, uh, what I, I don't hate most of my life, and I actually hate that. So, yeah. So there you go. But uh, what I don't hate though is our sponsor of the podcast. Do you like what I did there? Kind of. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I'm getting a little better at this. So anyway, uh, like I said, the uh, sponsor of the podcast, who I'd like to thank right now, Smaller Bros Golf. Today's episode is sponsored by Smaller Bros Golf. We all want to look good on the golf course, but it often comes at the expense of feeling good. Mahler Bros Golf has polos that look good and feel good. With their lightweight and stretchy materials that hugs your body, you will feel cool while looking just as cool. Their polos are guaranteed to make you look better, but it's up to you to golf better. On a hot summer day on the golf course, there's no polo that you would rather wear than Mahler Bros Golf Signature Polos. Mahler Bros Golf has a large catalog of polos with designs for those who want a loud design and others for those that want a subtle and sleek-looking design. They also have fun t-shirts, hats, tumblers, and so much more to make your golfing experience better. Use code BELLYUP at MahlerBros.com for 15% off. Listen to me. Listen, as a guy who has worn a lot of polos throughout his life, you need Mahler Bros Golf Signature Polos. Their polos are a comfortable, slim fit that will make you look and feel good when you're golfing with the guys. There have been way too many times I wore some generic polo shirt out on the golf course, and I just, I felt crappy the whole day. My game was off. I just was self-conscious. Not with Mahler Bros. Don't wait to try out your new favorite golf apparel. Upgrade your golf attire with Mahler Bros. Get 15% off at MahlerBros.com with code BELLYUP. That's 15% off at M-A-H-L-E-R Bros.com with code BELLYUP. Turn heads on the golf course or wherever you wear Mahler Bros polos. Mahler Bros Golf. Look good. Feel good. Feel good. Play good. And now that we're done with that, we're going to get into our first break. On the other end of this, we got to tell you... That top story, it's not going to be shocking. It just sucks. Because once I start telling the story, you're going to be like, oh, yeah. But we'll get into it. Uh, For once, it's not Jeff Hardy. So there's that. Okay. Swear to God, that's where I was going. Yeah. But no. Because of 
because of the time we're in, it could have very well been him. Yeah, like I said in a, in previous podcasts, it could literally be any time for that. Now, this one isn't Jeff Hardy, but it is in another former WWE talent. So, yeah, uh, keep that in mind. But we'll get into it. Uh, you know, we'll break the suspense right after this break. Follow the main event marks on Twitter and Instagram at main event underscore marks and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod. By God, somebody's interrupting the main event marks. Sit down, JR. It's just me, Kyle Sullivan, aka Shaggy Von Doom, your host of Here in Puckburg on the Hockey Podcast Network. I know, a hockey show on the main event marks. Who would have thought? This is an invasion angle. Somewhere between the Nexus and when WCW tried to invade WWE, you know, somewhere in there. But I'm over here just telling you that one half of your tag team champions over here, Greg, he told his story of his love for the game of hockey over on my show. And if you'd like to hear that story, all you have to do is search here in Puckburg, wherever you get your podcast, or on YouTube. In the meantime, Shagamania's got to go run wild on some other hockey show. So, just remember... Quote the Raven, nevermore. Take your vitamins, say your prayers, and oh yeah! It's spooky season. I'm getting scaredy farts. At our bonfire store, pick yourself up some main event marked swag, like our Breast Cancer Awareness Month logo on a t-shirt, muscle shirt, or whatever you'd like. Have it your way. The temperatures are also dropping, so grab yourself a sweatshirt or hoodie. They even come in kids' sizes for the little ones. To what? What? Did you say utes? Yeah, two utes. Go trick-or-treating as a WWE, Walking Wrestling Encyclopedia, WCW, Watcher of Classic Wrestling, or an ECW, Encyclopedia of Classic Wrestling, and really scare the neighbors. Oh, hi, Mark. Head over to bonfire.com forward slash store forward slash main event marks and get some swag to create some havoc for Halloween. That's bonfire.com forward slash store forward slash main event marks. Happy Halloween. <laughs> Marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash C forward slash main event marks podcast. Now back to the show. And we're back. We're back. Do you like your coffee like you like your podcasts? Gimmick and politics free? Well, so do we here at the main event marks, and so do the guys and gals at Coffee Brand Coffee, where they ditch the gimmicks. You see, when you buy your coffee from other roasters, chances are that they've been sitting on the shelf for heaven knows how long. Don't rob yourself of freshness. At Coffee Brand Coffee, they roast to order, ensuring that you get the freshest coffee possible. And as Greg will tell you, that's what counts. Coffee Brand Coffee offers bagged coffee as well as K-Cups. And for the non-coffee people, they offer a variety of teas and cocos. Just click on the link down to the podcast description or go to coffeebrandcoffee.com and use our promo code main event, all one word, at checkout to get 5% off your order. That's coffeebrandcoffee.com and use the promo code main event to save 5% at checkout. Got a, got anything to crack open today? Hold on, hold on. Did that what come across? Uh, yeah, what was that? It's that, uh, it's that other iced coffee that was, I told you I bought. This one's uh, Twix. Oh, nice. Uh, you'll, you'll have to let me and know how that one is. Sweet as hell. Yeah. 
actually might put some water in this. Yeah, that's the one bad thing about those uh, the stuff you get from the Dollar Tree. Like it does taste like what it's supposed to be. It's just really strong. You just like assume I, I got this from Dollar Tree, huh? I saw it at the Dollar Tree, so I know what it's all about. <laughs> I know what I'm about, son. But you know what that can cracks symbolizes? It's five o'clock somewhere. There you go. New staple of the podcast. But uh, yeah, I got some baby back ribs flavored uh, potato chips from there last night. And it did taste like sweet baby back ribs. But man, it was overpowering. Afterwards, I was like, it tasted like not salty, but it was like really like really sweet barbecue sauce. Like I told my wife, I was like, (laughs) it tasted like I took a potato and dipped it into barbecue sauce and kept licking the barbecue sauce off of it. Like that, that, like that candy you used to have when you were a kid, that white stick, and then you dip the powder in it. Yeah, like baby bottle pops. What's yeah. that stuff called? Fun dip. Fun dip, yeah. A baby bottle pop was kind of the, the same thing. That was a big deal when I was young. Like, I didn't get them, but they showed commercials in, like, I swear, every ad break on everything I watched had commercials for baby bottle pop. Do you remember that stupid thing? I do not. It looked, it was. Uh, a little bottle, and, and the candy on top was a sucker, but it was in the shape of like a bottle nipple, and you unscrew oh, yeah? it. <laughs> yeah, you unscrew it and dip it in the sugar crap, and it sticks to it, and you pull it out. And I, that might be an Ohio it. thing, unless I'm forgetting completely. But I don't know. No, this was definitely a national thing, but it might. I will say they advertise a lot on obviously kids programming like Nickelodeon and stuff, so that's where I I saw it a lot. But that was usually good about keeping me away from heavy sugar, so. Yeah, yeah. I I wasn't. A I candy. grew up and got into it. Now I'm out of it. Yeah, I'm not a candy kid, or I was not a candy kid. Like I, I never grew up eating a lot of candy. My mom always said my Halloween candy she could keep it in a fully accessible drawer, and most of it we'd have to throw out because it would go bad after a while. So, it just wasn't my thing. But probably kept me away from a lot of razor blades and stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> wow. Uh, that was always the the thing. Oh, well, oh we I gotta know. check. We gotta check your candy. There are razor blades in it. The amount of razor blades they actually found in candy was so. I, I'm not saying it was dumb to look, but it's like so small. Like that was like be, one in a million. I would be more worried about the candy being expired or something. Yeah. Right. Ah, crap. We got all this candy from last year. Uh, wait, give them all the candy corn. Like, <laughs> get it the hell out of here. Like, cool. Now I know what I'm giving out this year. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, let's get into the news and notes of it. Was, well, we were just talking about candy and Halloween. It tis that time of year. But uh, let's uh, let's get into the news and notes here. That is correct. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Dave. Everything that guy just says bullshit. <laughs> yes, sir. We really need uh, Joe Pesci to do something with Tony D'Angelo on NXT. Yeah, right. Well, uh, what needed to happen was he had like a little uh, a little gang, a little mafia gang. And then like, wasn't there somebody there? You said um, like he got released and then showed up on Dark or something like that. Yeah, the very next week. Yeah, who that the like hell was, was it? See, there you go. I'm just going to add to what I'm about to say. They thought they got <laughs> some kind of big coup. Oh, my God. They got two dimes. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Isn't the new guy Stax? Isn't that his name? Oh, well, he was already there. But now he doesn't have a oh, part. Okay. I guess technically it's just him and Tony Dean now. 
Well, what they should have did for a second, like they missed out on a perfect opportunity. They're like, "Hey, you're getting, uh, you're you're becoming a made man finally." He's like, "Oh yeah," and then like he shows it, shows up at a house. And he like walks in. And he's like, "What's going on?" And then they just like whack him from behind. <laughs> yeah. No, they threw him in the river. Well, yeah, that's after they whack him. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I told you this. They threw pretty deadly in the river, and then Tony D was backstage on Raw. There's like an Instagram short where they see them. They said they see a uh, pretty deadly. Yeah. Like, I thought we threw him in the water. <laughs> he ran off. <laughs> What the hell? <laughs> oh, yeah, you're kind of ruining it yet, keeping continuity. I don't know which way to go on that. Yeah, <laughs> right. Hey, for anybody out there that uh, that gets that reference that I made about the you know walking in the house, get whacked from behind. Uh, oh, you know, uh, kudos to you. Oh, I know you did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you and I talked about that movie. But either way, getting which into one this. What are we talking about? Because I have two in that in mind. I'm thinking Goodfellas. Okay, that was the one. Yeah. Uh, I have not seen. I need to see Heat. I've never seen it. I've never seen Casino. What the hell's wrong with you? You've never seen either one of those? Nope. I know. I need to watch them sometime. I will do that here before Dude, Heat is like end. just wow. Yeah, and I love. I, I, I might. I, I might even flirt with the word masterpiece on that. I'm not sure it is. I mean, I, I love all the guys in it. So uh, Al Pacino is awesome. It's got Batman. <laughs> uh, which one? Val Kilmer, the Batman. Oh, well, obviously. I th- see, I thought you were going with George Clooney, but you know, whatever. <sighs> anyway, uh, this first story is a little less cheerful here, but this is what I was talking about before the break. Reports say that Kurt Angle visited a bar called The Seashell in Moon, D- Moon Township, Pennsylvania. Okay, I just watched a YouTube video from one of the guys I follow on this. Yeah, so I'm going to say... I don't. I don't know why it's called the seashell. Pennsylvania is nowhere near the sea, like at all. Like not even. I, I don't know where Moon Township is in Pennsylvania, but I'm going to hey, assume it's hey, not even. You can have a uh, beach break in January in Cleveland or whatever the hell was called. You can do this. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, the thing is, like, if it's uh, well, that was in Cleveland, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, at least that's close to a lake. I'm not saying it's justified. It's in the middle of freaking winter or whatever, but. Still, it's probably, like you, know, you can skate on it. Yeah, yeah, just about. But this, like, were you even close to Lake Erie? Because there are parts of PA that are close to Lake Erie. But I'm going to sound uh, assume this was not. Yeah, it's Erie. Hey, since we're talking about Pennsylvania, fuck the Steelers, man. Yeah, Sorry. amen. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, you don't have to apologize to me. Apologize to the. Well, actually, I don't think we have any listeners from PA, so whatever. Either way, but a woman had told. Police said Engel nearly hit her as he drove out of the parking lot with his Cadillac Escalade. Go figure. Uh, the same woman says that he swerved across the double yellow line twice and nearly hit a traffic sign. The woman then took down the license plate number and reported the incident to police. The license plate traced to Kurt Engel. When police tracked Engel down at his residence, they smelled liquor on his breath. Engel was then arrested and taken into custody. He was taken to a local hospital for a routine blood test but refused to take it. Because he refused to take a blood test, he faces an automatic one-year suspension of his driver's license. Dang, man. Uh, but yeah, poli- like an American hero, too. That's sad. I know. Uh, police are saying that Engel had pills in his mouth when officers were interviewing him in regards to Holy his erratic crap. driving. Yeah. According to a police spokesman, Engel had anti-inflammatory meds in his mouth at the time of the interview. Anti-inflammatory meds? I'm going to assume that's oxy, right? I, I don't know how any of those drugs work. Me neither, but as far as I know, I he said he Yeah, I, I do, Cedric. my mom says. <laughs> Good God. It's an inside joke, folks. <laughs> yeah, right. 
Uh, yeah, I, ah, man, I don't know. As far as I know, he said he was on Oxy, but I could be wrong. Well, the guy wrestled with like a broken neck for like what his whole life, essentially. Yeah, right. He has more neck problems than Nash does knee problems. Let that sink in. Yeah. Uh, My neck is nowhere near that bad. Obviously, I never broke it, but uh, I'm fairly young and I'm dealing with degenerative disc disease in my neck. So that's where I'm just degenerate, but whatever. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, I'm. I have not gotten into pain pills. I'm staying far away from them. I'm trying literally anything else to avoid pain pills. Uh, But it's getting to a point where it's pretty damn bad. But kind of on that same vein, though, uh, Samoa Joe was interviewed by Mauro Ranallo of Fight Network Radio on Sirius Satellite Radio. You remember when that was a thing? I remember radio. I remember satellite radio, yes. Yeah. uh, Satellite radio. Yeah. That's wasn't why, your last job, wasn't your radio job on satellite radio? No, that was AM radio. So it, I knew uh, it was some kind of weird radio. Okay. Yeah, AM, for people that don't know, not a lot of people listen to AM radio, but it AM travels way further than FM. It's not as good a quality, but there are actually places in California where you can hear, uh, there's a big station in Cincinnati, you can hear uh, WLW like out in California, almost yeah, at the well, Golden FM. Gate Bridge. <laughs> yeah. Uh, th- this is this just reminds me of when uh, uh, when freaking Howard Stern was talking about you know because he has that big uh, serious satellite. I think radio he was deal. the first one to have a huge deal there. Pretty sure. I think uh, he made it like the thing. Yeah, it was like him, Opie, and Anthony when they were still around, and a couple others were like the well, big that other jackass. Um, Man you know, cow. Was, yeah. No. Oh, well, a, yeah, he's a Hogan's friend or a little love sponge. Yeah. 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 Him too. But yeah, it was just, it's funny. It's like, <laughs> that's cute. When uh, Howard Stern was talking about all oh, these podcasts thing, you know, that's so stupid. That'll never get over. You know, it's sat- satellite radio is where it's at. Like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's like, you're, you're, you're cute, Howard. Uh, no, these two idiots have a podcast. Anybody can have one. Yes, literally. But either way, uh, about Kurt Angle's DUI, Joe said, quote, honestly, I don't really have a take because I just heard about it literally on your update while I was on hold. I guess I'll have to talk to Kurt first. Oh, you mean he's going to wait to get the actual facts before just blurting out a comment? That That's a novel concept. A loser. You're right. supposed to comment before you know anything so you can be ahead of the pack. That's exactly. Give an uninformed opinion and uh, then double down when people question you on it. That's how it goes, man. Almost like Joe has a brain is a good person. I, I know. Crazy. Uh, Joe also spoke about the Umaga character in WWE. This is actually what I cared about his comments on. Quote, he's doing great with it. Uh, I don't think he's doing his best, but he's doing really, really well with it. That over-the-top, like, savage character, I don't really think about culture, but it's for people to look at and say, that's something that's eye-catching. That's something that's going to make the people remember who the wrestler is. It's an easy link to the Samoan heritage and how we are a savage culture at times. But at the same time, it's just about perception. They, the WWE, feel like that's what's going to make money and it's going to make fans pay attention. And quote. Well, yeah. in a few years, you'll probably love Solo. Yeah, right. I feel like Solo Sokoa is like uh, a good blend. Like, obviously, he's paying homage to, you know, the uh, savage Samoan characters of the past, like, you know, Umaga and uh, Afa and Sika. But at the same time, 
he's uh he's more serious like i feel like he's very much like samoa joe like uh if, if joe could have been treated that way and came into wwe i feel like he could you know i i don't know i don't know if, if vince would have been like god he's too fat or you know whatever he's not he one of great. those samoans yeah right we want to paint your face and have you going out there going blah, 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 well, they people that in the neck. Today, so I know the, that's what got me. Cause he's like, like he came out, like people talked uh, to, or he talked about it in interviews where he said, WWE wanted to bring him in as Umaga. And he said, no, cause he didn't want to do that kind of character. And I get like the nation of violence stuff was not the savage moment, whatever, but he was like painting his face and carrying around a, gigantic like machete type thing and like what the yeah, hell I had man? The, the, the tribal dance intro yeah dude do you remember when they abused the crap out of that like the fire dancer thing for like mm-hmm. I think it was 07 because I remember you and I watching multiple shows where he was doing it like one right like one show right after the other and it's like well it's not special anymore you do it every week like it's a little different than like when uh, the the Usos used to do the what was it the the haka or whatever they call it? I I apologize if I'm offending anybody. I just don't remember the name of that. I thought it was a dance. war dance. But... Yeah, it is, but it had like a name. I think it was called the haka. Or I I could be wrong on the name, but um, oh, you're what... getting an X. I mean a tweet. <laughs> yeah, right. uh, yeah, X me at you know what? It, anyway, but uh, when they did it, like it no, was you gotta cool. finish that. Give us a plug. What's wrong with you? At main event underscore marks. You know where it's at. If you, if, if you don't know where it's at, what the hell are you doing? Anyway, go follow us on social media. All of them. On X, on Instagram. Hit the link tree. Yeah, exactly. But uh, when they did it, like it was just like a you know a dance. They dropped the lights, whatever, and then they came to the ring. Like They didn't have like a whole blown-out production for it. It was just like a cool little intro to their entrance. So, obviously, they're not doing... They haven't done that in years, but just saying... Oh, they're not doing much now at all. Oh, no, yeah. As of the recording of this, uh, we don't know where they're going to be by, by the time October hits. You know, what the, what the next chapter of that story is going to look like. But getting into... Uh, it's just funny looking back at 2007 and seeing like how things have changed so much. Spike TV is going high definition. In the first quarter of 2008, Pros vs. Joes and TNA Impact will be shot in HD with a remainder up up converted <laughs> from or to HD. Yeah, like, yeah, that's what we want. Better quality of TNA. Hell yeah, man. Well, actually, this, we did want that, but they're talking yeah, picture, right? But by the second quarter, Spike expects nearly all of its original programs, including UFC shows like The Ultimate Fighter and UFC Fight Night live events, to be shot in HD. Yeah, everything is pretty much shot in HD. Well, is it even HD now or? Is it Ultra HD? Like, what do they call it? I, I have no idea. I, I didn't know it was different than HD, but. I remember when that was a big thing around this time when people were like, oh man, everything's going high def. Everything's is going HD. I'm like, okay. Like, I, I don't know the difference. And I, I, I could kind of tell the difference at first, but now looking back at like old shows and movies, like, it's a world of difference. Plus the fact that I think HD, all of it is. Uh, f- it's filmed in like letterbox, whereas everything in the past used to be filmed like in just a square. Like, you know what I'm talking about? I do. Yeah. That's why the old Simpsons because episodes. When we, were... stuff, when we watch stuff to review for this show, depending on the year, yeah, you can totally tell the difference. 
Exactly. It fills up like a, a quarter of my TV. Right. And like the old Simpsons episodes, I remember when uh, the Fox first got bought out for Disney Plus and people were complaining because they're like, uh, oh, yeah, huge problem. Yeah, they were like jokes are like visual jokes are literally getting cut out on some episodes of The Simpsons because they they just stretched everything out or they they didn't stretch it out. Actually, they they just uh, grew the screen to fit like a rectangle, which cut off the top and bottom. You said erect. Good Lord. Um, but yeah, so uh, kids today will never know like what you know, it was funny, like. I don't know if you know, but you're going to have the option to turn that on on Disney Plus. I don't know. Why, why would you turn that on? Like it's, it's, if you go to the Simpsons and it's like a little sub category on the top, it says watch with enhanced or whatever or old. Huh? Oh, like, yeah, why like, did you leave that in? Like that was the whole thing. Like no one wants that, but guess there's right. people that do. I don't know. Weird. Yeah, I mean, I can kind of understand, like, they didn't want to stretch it, but I don't know their way around it, because other people have done it. Like, WWE, uh, well, I don't, actually, I don't remember off the top of my head. Does Peacock, um, do they keep everything squared? Because I honestly forget. Yeah, quite, like I said, quite a few shows that we do on here, like, it's like that. Okay. Yeah. That's why old footage, if anybody watches, like, I want to say on old DVDs, they fix that, though. Ah, well, I know on, uh, like if anybody watches like highlight packages, when they put them together, if it's old enough footage that was filmed in square or whatever behind the picture, they stretch it out to go full screen and then they blur it just to fill out the screen. It is so, um, pixelated too at times. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) Here, here's a major story for you. I don't remember if this goes anywhere. Former WWE and TNA star. I use star loosely. Kid Cash was spotted this week at the TNA offices in Nashville. Does he come back? Uh, um, what year is this? Uh, 07. I think he might be there for EV 2.0, but I don't know. I, yeah, I can't remember. But that's, that's still a few years off, though. But Well, you know, Greg, we've been accused of not doing our research, whatever, because I... Oh, I'm I, so sorry I'm not up on the, on the Kid Cash history. Well, I've got one better for you. You know what we got got yelled at for not doing our research on was Horace f-ing Hogan. Wait, really? You didn't tell me that? Yeah, I forgot to tell Come you that. that so, uh, so we did a video uh, as of the posting of this. This was forever ago, like back in the springtime, where you and we're I were talking. Out there, by the way, we put a lot in the can. It's exactly. an evergreen show, so it works. Yeah. Oh, by the way, for the reference. Uh, he worked the indies until he didn't go back to TNA until 2010. So I, I thought, uh, I thought I remember part of EV 2.0. I swear. I remember him in that or at least around that time, maybe not in it, but right. Well, but, uh, digging up more. But. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, the Horace Hogan thing, uh, we, you and I were joking about, Oh, like, you know, Hulk Hogan always got his buddies, uh, contracts. It's like when he went, when WCW shuttered and Hogan finally popped back up in WWE, it's like, wow, how come he couldn't get Horace, a a sympathy contract, you know, it's like, and you and I joked about, it's like, well, brother, it's like, I'm not even good enough to get you in here. (laughs) And, uh, we got, we got yelled at because apparently he had a developmental contract for about three months (laughs) and we didn't know this. Well, this person that told that said, this is the only person on earth that knew this. So, right. Well, my response to it was who gives a shit? 
He had a three-month developmental deal. Was he ever on TV? Was he ever in the locker room? No. And he wasn't even there half a year. He was there a quarter of a year. Dude, we should like, be we should be like really proud right now because our podcast, we found Horace Hogan's fan. Right. I didn't I'm even like, know he existed. There he I'm is. Like, yeah, I'm like, please tell me you looked this up just so you could <laughs> argue with us. Please tell me that. I I might actually respect that a little bit more than him just knowing. Yeah, well, actually, you see, Horace Hogan had a contract for three months in, in Deep South. I'm like, shut the f*** up, Dave. Who cares? I, like, I can't say it enough. Who cares? Yeah, who you cares? Roll. Yeah. It's like, are right you freaking serious? Yeah, I hit for that, too, probably. Yeah, right. Well, those ECW uh, faithfuls are like the original freakazoids. Well, you know what I say about the Horace Hogan fan? That's very uninteresting. <laughs> And I, I'm not saying this to dunk on people who just like, you know, want to easily please. But, but the thing is, if you come at me as like, hey, uh, like if that guy would have been like, actually, he was there for, you know, whatever here. And he was like, nice about it. But this guy's like, oh, uh, well, actually, you see, uh, maybe you should do your research. It's like, you know what, man? F- off. Like, <laughs> you, do the research you don't need to be listening. Yeah. It's like, if this was a big deal. All right. But you and I were number one, we were riffing. Number two. A developmental contract for three months means nothing. And it like nothing was built around it. Nobody gave a crap. Nobody knows this. Do you know how many like nobody's get like 10 day contracts with the NBA every year and no one yeah. gives a damn about whoever it is? Yeah, right. Well, actually, so and so was on the practice squad for what and like, okay, cool. That's like, well, you know, Brock Lesnar was in the NFL because he was on the practice squad. It's like <laughs> Like, oh, okay. Did he play a sing- did he play one single down on the field? No. Even in a preseason? Right. Yeah, right. It's like he didn't even make it to preseason, bro. Like nobody cares. Oh God. But anyway. How did that man not make it to football? That's insane to me. My only thought is he had zero background. Like none. So you, I don't care how big and beefy you are, you can't just walk onto the he NFL. Made, he would have made Reggie White and uh uh, Lawrence Taylor looked like like amateurs. I would have thought. But that's I feel, yeah. I mean, I feel like if he would have had, uh, like it, if he would have dedicated himself to it, like through school or something like that. Okay, maybe. But he literally just walked into the NFL, no prior experience. He CM punked it, like. <laughs> so there you go. But either way. Uh, former ECW manager Shelly Ariel Martinez has confirmed her forthcoming TNA appearance on her MySpace page. I'll say it's TNA. Yeah, right. She put the T and A in TNA. <laughs> Can you say that again? What she confirmed it on? Uh, MySpace. <laughs> I'm going. Oh, I'm going hardcore on the retro stuff on this show, man. <laughs> like you and I Rude. don't even get this nostalgic for the '90s. <laughs> Rumor has an impact on old VHS of her. Yeah, right. <laughs> God, MySpace. I remember they contacted that. Contacted her via her landline. <laughs> I'm, ru- I'm running out. Sorry. <laughs> on a <her> rotary phone. <laughs> it was one of those clear ones where you can see the innards. Yep. You remember those things? I remember that for a lot of things. My cousin had an yeah. before like that. Oh, yeah. I forgot they did that, too. N64 had, like, a... T- that was a selling point. Oh, what color is your N64? Or what, you know? So... Yeah, but it's kind of like what they do now. Like, it was uh, it was always a different skin, like, later. Yeah. So they try right. to upsell it again. Like, idiots will actually go and buy it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. 
if you have a properly working one and you go and buy a brand new one just because, oh, it looks cool, you're an idiot. Unless you just have money to burn, which in that case, you know, do what you want, man. Good for you. But hey, I will never understand the purpose of re-releasing consoles with different skins ever. Like, ever. Because you just pointed out, morons will buy it. That's why. If you can, <laughs> if you can get a sucker to pay for it, man, why not? Oh, a new Spider-Man skin. Ooh. You can literally buy it off eBay and stick it on there. Dude, it's the same reason they keep re-releasing old Final Fantasy games. Oh, we changed like one tiny little thing. Uh, give us $70. Like there's episodes of uh, Big Bang Theory. Like, oh, we got to go see uh, one of their favorite nerd movies. It's like old Indiana Jones. They say it's got 20 seconds of footage that completely changed the entire movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <It's> right. Like... <laughs> it made Indiana Jones not inconsequential to the entire plot. That was, dude, until Amy Farrah Fowler pointed that out in an episode of Big Bang Theory that the plot of Raiders of the Lost Ark would have been exactly the same without Indy. Yep. Uh, dude, that blew my effing mind. And then I'm they like, kept coming at her with like different things like, oh, well, what about when, what about this? Nope, they still would have found it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh, man. Blew my mind. The Nazis still would have died. It's just, Yeah. DNA backstage announcer Letitia Klein said on her MySpace page, you ain't, you ain't kidding, that uh, she said, quote, creative took me off the show for a little while to create me a new role. I am still unsure what that is as of now, but they did bring me uh, back on the show last Thursday for a little interaction with the new interviewer, Crystal, all the way live. Uh, I love being that's on the show. That's something uh, Impact never lacked. Yeah, right. Uh, I love being on the show, and I hope to be back full-time soon. End quote. Whoever's hiring these girls doing a good job. I approve. <laughs> good lord. Hey, boss. TNA just let this one hot blonde go. I bet she'd <laughs> let me oil her pecs. I wonder if mother's hot and I can marry her, too. Good lord. Freaking, uh... I will say this about TNA. They're hot blonde backstage interviewers... At least it like that was always a thing with Russo, but at least the ones in TNA weren't just like, oh, I'm here to be dumb and flirt with a talent like Pamela Paulshock. Like or Maria Canellis. Yeah, right. At least these ones actually like seemed like normal human beings, you know? They just happen to be good looking. Like, like they didn't Kathy Kelly and Caleb Braxton nowadays. Yeah, right. <sighs> Dude, Caleb Braxton, when I, I was at uh uh Starcade in Cincinnati years ago and she was her and one of the other guys were doing some giveaway or whatever and she was like up in the stands she walked right by me and my friend and both of us damn near fainted like oh yeah, she has that effect yeah right but in what seems to be an annual error Ticketmaster has a listing for a WCW World Championship Wrestling event taking place on Sunday October 28th at the <laughs> Columbus Civic Center in Columbus Georgia that would be where it would be, probably, to be fair. Yeah, right. October 20th. So this would be Halloween Havoc, I guess? Oh, that would be Vegas. Yeah, but October 28th. So, and it's a Sunday. So this would have to be Halloween Havoc. But, at, like, why? They, they said this is like an annual error. Who keeps programming this? Every year they have a listing for WCW <laughs> on a Sunday night in Georgia? What? effing weird and like apparently every year people would freak out because they're like oh WCW's coming back and then Ticketmaster's like oh no sorry we f***ed up 
Can I point out the idiocy in this? Every year they'd fall for it is if they didn't realize the year before and the year before and the year before was a hoax. Yeah. So it's Plus, like, dumbass if you keep falling for that. My thing is, like, why Ticketmaster hasn't fixed the glitch? Like, good Are grief. They, aware of it? they had to have been because I guess they took it, they take it down every year. So it's like, okay, so obviously you know this keeps happening. How and why? My favorite thing was when, uh, I think it was Spotify, used to show you, like, uh, people, like, if you had a playlist, you could look in this certain tab, and it would show you if they have any upcoming concerts. And my favorite was, I had, like, a Beatles playlist or whatever, and it said, George Harrison, zero upcoming shows. And I'm like, you don't say. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. Like, that one tripped me out. Like, but why? He's not touring? <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, this one's uh, top he story. He died way before uh, Spotify was even a thing, right? Yeah, he died 80s? I want to say he was... 90s? Sure was I think it was in high school when it happened. Okay, so it had like, to have been like 90s. I feel like I remember having a teacher who was really broken up about it. Oh, yeah. The... George Harrison death. Let's see. Quick Google search. I'm going to say uh, 2000, something like that. Oh, I, yeah, I was wrong. 2001. He died of lung cancer at 58. Yeah, wow. He, he made it into the new millennium. I had no idea who would have, who would have called it by the way that I mean, like Paul. Okay. Whatever. But like Ringo was going to be like one of the last, <laughs> the last living Beatles. That's well, like, actually, I knew it. Yeah. Right. <sighs> Still sucks it. Freaking like John didn't just die. He got freaking killed. Like that that sucks, man. I mean, for being the advocate for peace, by the way. Yeah, right. Because he was like being a nice guy, coming out and like signing autographs or whatever. Like, oh, how dare you? <sighs> but anyway, uh, former WWE champion Jan Cena underwent surgery to repair a fully torn pectoral tendon. Oh man, the pectoral tendon was torn when Cena's arm was pulled behind him during the hip toss spot with Ken Kennedy. Statements from WWE and Vince McMahon himself have placed Cena's return timeline at somewhere between six months to a year, which at best would be April 2008. That is effectively ruling out a match for Cena at WrestleMania 24 in Orlando, Florida. Yeah, Yeah, he's in that triple threat. Uh, Now in the archives, by the way, WrestleMania Uh, 24. This is the the World Rumble, I believe, right? Yeah, I believe so, yeah. (laughs) Freaking Super Cena, man. I think this was this the first time we got to see quote unquote Super Cena coming back from a from an injury like that? From an injury, I believe so, yeah. Rumor yeah. had physical therapy for his torn peck was uh Sean Laurinaitis, but I can't confirm that. Hey John, uh, I hear you're having issues with your peck. Uh, I'll oil it up for you. <laughs> I got the best massages. Yeah, we're very close to him being his father in law. Oh, <laughs> uh, right. That's kind of creepy to think about. <laughs> yeah. Hey, John, it's John again. Uh, how about I come over and oil up your pecs? Cowabunga, dude. We could be John and Johnny. <laughs> yeah, right. Just think about it. You can also be a dynamic dude. Cowabunga. <laughs> I don't think they ever said cowabunga in Boston. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, they are close to an ocean, I, but I don't do... I feel like it's a California a of, thing. Uh, I don't know where it originated. It just feels like so cow to me. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I know it's original, but uh, it just it feels like so cow. Yeah, right. 
Well, uh, it is now believed that Chris Jericho has signed a new contract with WWE. The news leaked through TNA sources who said that they were negotiating with the former Undisputed Champion before they learned that Jericho decided to return to WWE. Yeah, that happens. Yeah, this was during his Save Us Y2J thing. But it's kind of, I mean, I get it. TNA has no incentive not to say anything, but it's like, so the news leaked because TNA is like, yeah, he didn't sign with us. He signed with them. So he can go F himself. We're ruining the surprise. Well, they were in a but, real war with TNA there, you know? Oh, well, yeah. It's like AEW is right now. It's a real war. Yep. <laughs> Dude, the amount of neck beards who got pissed off about the the uh, Triple H comment. Of, oh, they're a secondary company. It's like, that's an, I don't care if you like it better. That's not the question. Like, you can like it better all you want. That. But does that make it not a secondary company? Like, I need... I had said this on on X, Twitter, whatever the hell, uh, afterwards. I'm like, I need hard facts uh, disputing why it's not a secondary company. Like, just give me some some actual cold hard facts here, and I might recant. Well, Either way. Uncle Gage, I was a legit company. Well, actually, like, like, look, there's nothing wrong with being the secondary company, man. Like it, almost got to be second. Yeah, right. It's like even back in during the Monday Night Wars, there was um, yeah, when there was a like he was a secondary company, <laughs> right? Well, and Bruce Pritchard talked about it. he was like, we may have been losing to like losing the ratings war, quote unquote, to Nitro, but he's like, we were still making money. Like we didn't care. I mean, yeah, obviously we wanted to be number one, but we were making money either way. So whatever. This one is a hell of a loss, man. The Sandman was released from WWE on September 11th, which is the oh, worst thing. Freaking day. That is the worst thing that would ever happen on that date ever. You anyway. shut the hell up. <laughs> uh, when they were on a tour in South when Africa. Said, when you said hell of a loss, I thought we were talking about like a death. And I'm like, are you being sarcastic here? Uh, no, we lost the Sandman. <laughs> you asshole. Like, come on. This is serious. Anyway, hey, I got to see him uh, at a event. Oh wow! Like, lucky you. Great American Bash 07. Now in the Hell yeah! <laughs> uh, when they were on tour in South Africa, Seen Man, hold on to your your ass for this one. Seen <laughs> Man got where it's going. Seen <laughs> Man got drunk with some of the wrestlers before a flight. Holy road agent, you don't road say. Agent. Yeah, I know. <laughs> road agent Ricky Steamboat was sitting in front of a wasted Seen Man. Man, I, I'm sure someone like Ricky Steamboat. Huh? Yeah, uh, Ricky Steamboat seeing the Sandman is probably like, oh God, what happened? <laughs> like this I'm is talking, a wrestler I'm talking one of the very best versus one of the very worst, right? But either way, he was sitting in front of him when Sandman put an unlit cigarette in his mouth, and Steamboat turned around to tell him, "You can't smoke on an airplane." Sandman scoffed back at Steamboat by saying that the cigarette wasn't lit and he didn't have a lighter on him. <sighs> Lord. On so what one the hell's the point? I know some people that like you still kind of taste the nicotine when you when you suck on it, whatever, but it's like it's dumb, dude. You're on an airplane. Obviously, if you put a cigarette in your mouth, everybody's gonna assume you're about to light it. Like, duh. It's like I why understand get... this. He got fired on September eleventh and he had an airplane incident. Well, this was the catalyst for it be because funny. There's nothing well, funny about it, but right. Like, wow. 
Well, this is why. Uh, on one of the shows on the tour, due to time constraints, some wrestlers were pulled from the show, including the Sandman. Sandman thought that this was Steamboat's way of getting back at him. Oh, yeah, because that was such a huge blow-up you had about the cigarette, right? <laughs> he then called Joel Laurinaitis, asking for his release. A few days later, on September 11th, Johnny Ace gave it to him. Yeah, I'm sure that was a big, like, argument, too. Oh, no, we, we really want to keep you, Sandman. I, I'll do anything. How about a raise? Hey, can I oil your kendo stick for you? <laughs> Good Lord. I'll oil your stick up for you. Either one. <laughs> Holy shit. You can take that to mean anything you want. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Uh, well, <laughs> this is the best news of the whole show, man. On a recent episode of Sunday Night Heat, Gene Snitsky and Charlie Haas made their returns to the ring. Snitsky was quietly suspended in late August for failing a drug test. Haas was suspended for purchasing drugs over the internet, which is a violation of the WWE wellness policy. And, you know, the law. That yeah. little thing. Well, it depends what the drugs were. Like, they say drugs. I'm they mean, assume like, it wasn't an aspirin. I mean, yeah, I mean, it could have been illegal. Like, you can legally buy steroids online. Like, steroids are not illegal, as far as I know. I mean... Certain kinds are, I think. But for the most part, you can legally buy steroids. I don't know if that's what he was buying. It just says drugs. And, I mean, you can get a lot of drugs, like legal drugs online. But I don't know what the WWE policy was. We're just going to be quiet now because you're sitting here talking about this as if you have an inside knowledge of it. So let's move on. You're well, like I said, well, like I said, all of this is legal. And uh, you can get... You can get legal pharmaceuticals online. So, I mean, it's like if it's over-the-counter type stuff, you know, it's it can be ordered. Uh, it's not like some dark web stuff. So, like like here, it didn't say he broke the law. It just said he, he violated their policy. The law, breaking the law. <laughs> yeah, and, and, Sw- and Snitsky failing a drug test. Uh, that pockmarked back tells me otherwise, all right? <laughs> uh, is this when he comes back and really bald and shaved? Maybe. By the way, kind as does, far as kind of, like, kind of does a punk rock thing where he has like uh, that look. He has like a wallet and the chain connected to the wallet. I don't uh, know why I, I thought that of that. But... As far as you know, yeah, I think this is the one. As far as things, Snitsky's you know doing. And his teeth illegal. are yellow, by the way. But yeah, that was awesome. But as far as saying uh, Snitsky's doing anything, you know, uh, questionable. By the way, allegedly. I just want to put that out there. Although he did fail a drug test, so I'm just saying. Speaking of suspended WWE... He likes what you do with babies. Good God. Uh, but speaking of uh, suspended WWE talent... Stay tuned to the podcast for Star Series 04. There is a promo in there with him. and You you haven't seen nothing yet. It's the greatest thing in the history of our podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, man. But speaking of uh, suspended WWE talent, Chavo Guerrero is expected to return to the company in November. Oh, well, thank God. The company's saved. <sighs> By the time this airs, I think his major bendy would have went on sale or stunned or whatever. Uh, I, there was a U.S. hole. He comes with Pepe. I need that damn yes. figure. <laughs> <laughs> Good God. <sighs> anyway, yeah. So I will say I have a Jax figure of Chavo. That's the only figure of Chavo I have because I never cared enough to hunt down or buy another one. It just, uh, yeah. Yeah, that plays. Uh, 
Do you have any figures of Chavo? Okay, to my knowledge, they've never made a Mattel of him, and if they did, I don't have it. But yeah, I don't know if uh, I only collect I they Mattel, did. So right, I know they had a handful of uh, they had a handful of Jacks figures. Uh, the one I got, he's it, it's weird. They clearly like went with a WCW look. So I think it was like when he f- they used a face scan for when he first came to WWE because he's only got the little beard, uh, not a goatee, and he's got um the same kind of hair. So, I don't know. Did him with his baby face? And I mean that literally. Yeah, I believe so. I'd have to send you a picture of it, but yeah, he's, uh, he does not look like WWE Chavo or, you know, like maybe very early on WWE Chavo. I feel like in WCW, he never aged and always looked like a baby and then WWE just huge spurt. Yep. Basically. But it appears as if uh, Paul Burchell and Dave Taylor are officially a tag team as they are now working with matching ring gear. This might be a sign that WWE plans uh, to bring them up to the main roster very shortly. Uh, yeah, that'll happen. Yeah. Does it? I think so. I'm pretty sure it does. Oh, okay. Well, and I think Rigo joins the group, right? Uh, I think. I, I don't know the timeline of Paul Burchell, to be honest with you. Uh, getting out of WWE a little bit here, Hulk Hogan will flex his hosting muscles for NBC's latest midseason primetime offering, the return of the competition series American Gladiators. This show marks the first time Hogan has hosted a competition series. I didn't watch, so I have no idea. Did Did you watch this? I feel like I did. I just don't remember. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember Hulk Hogan hosting this. By the way, in this story, I cut out a few things from here. I like how they say Hulk Hogan of Hogan Knows Best. Like, yeah, that's what everybody remembers Hulk Hogan for. <laughs> like, I realize, I think that show was on the air here, or maybe it just finished. Maybe it, you know, just wrapped up or whatever. But really? Yeah, because when I think of Hulk Hogan, first thing that pops in my head, Hogan Knows Best. <laughs> Gosh. Uh, commercials in the local Houston, Texas market for King Booker's uh, PWA promotion feature Booker in the ads referring uh, referring to himself as Booker T, not his WWE name of King Booker. There is also no mention of him being a WWE superstar. He's they, he's still there in 08, for, right? What are they digging for there? Um, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I when he went to uh, Impact. Yeah, I, I honestly can't remember when the uh, main event mafia was. Well, he was there way before the main event mafia. Don't forget, yeah, like a, a lot of time there before it. Uh, uh, oh, that's right. He popped up at the end of uh, 07, right? I remember. Yeah, turning at turning point, right? As a oh, mystery okay. partner, I believe yeah. that's in our archives. Yeah, it is. That's that's yeah, why because I, mean, I, I remember myself. watching that. Yep. Okay, so I think he's gone right here, and then he'll but pop up and. Yeah. Right. Only for a short time, and then he'll pop back up and you know whatever. He's in TNA for. He's taking a break from wrestling to go play the kids. He literally said it was a paid vacation. There you go. (laughs) Kind of effed up, but you know whatever. I mean, hey, make your bag, man. Well, he's already made a lot of money over the years, so it's not like he's uh, burning any bridges. Yeah, right. Tell him you didn't just say that. Anyway. Uh, he's going to open another wrestling school and make Roxanne Perez. Yeah, right. Uh, he's he had a few 
stars come out of there, I believe. I, I can't remember off the top of my head who all came out of there, but yeah, from what I hear, he's got a he's got a damn good uh, school down in Houston. So, I mean, oh, book six world titles, two Hall of Fame rings. Yeah, I, I would assume he's doing some good work with the young kids. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Former WWE star Scott Hall appeared in indie at an indie show in Little Rock, Arkansas. Uh, Hall told fans that he would be working for AAA in Mexico soon. Sean Waltman, a close friend to Hall, has been working in AAA regularly in recent months with his girlfriend, Alicia Ryan Shamrock Webb. Right. So I forgot that was a thing. Him with uh, Ryan Shamrock or him in AAA? Yeah. Oh, okay. Both, really, but the first one. Yeah, right. Uh, I don't believe Hall ever goes there. I really don't think so. I could be wrong, but I'm sure somebody will correct me. Well, actually... But he was there, and he had a really good match with Viano Shevin. <laughs> good God. Viano said, like, what the F? <laughs> I don't know if six or five or four. <laughs> I guess there's yeah. a four, right? No. Yeah, I think he was in WCW. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, there were a crap ton of them. I don't know. But either way, uh, last story I got here, and just because everybody seems to hate this guy, uh, I've I've got to play this uh, this to kick us off into the story. What the f- is this piece of sh- That is one big pile of sh- <laughs> bro. Yeah, bro. No, <laughs> this is somebody you'd you'd be like, huh? But reality TV, quote unquote, star. And former TNA wrestling personality Johnny Fairplay. I knew it the moment you said both of those. I knew it. <laughs> yeah, but he's known to be a real jackass. I know. No. Uh yeah, I was shocked too. Well, there's a surprise of the century. I <laughs> uh, I know. Like I said, I was shocked. I for one am shocked. <laughs> anyway, at the Fox Reality Show Awards in Los Angeles, real thing. Fairplay wound up in the hospital minus three teeth. Who did he piss off? Yeah, well, uh, I want to know who he started liking. Tell me who he pissed off. Well, during a segment of the awards show when Johnny Fairplay was a guest presenter, he was joined on the stage by former child star and radio and television personality Danny Bonaducci. I already uh, see where this is going. Fairplay, this he honestly. No better than Fairplay. This honestly did not end the way I thought it was going to end, but uh, yeah. anyway, so uh, Fairplay asked the crowd why they were booing, and Bonaducci walked up to tell him that they're booing because they hate Fairplay, and then Fairplay jumped on Bonaducci, humping him. Bonaducci flipped him off, and Fairplay landed on his face, which I suppose sets us up, I didn't say in the face, but close enough, so it was in the face! Exactly. Fair play broke three teeth and will require three root canals to repair the damage. Yikes. Wait a minute, wait a minute. He broke them but falling on the floor or what? He fell on his face. Because like he jumped uh, on Bonaducci's back, like like in a choking you, manner. Hey, you told me Bonaducci punched him. I had no problem believing that. But yeah, right. <laughs> like I said, he's an ass too, so Yep, but 
Yeah, that's some uh, some bad. Uh, that's a bad way to land. And you land. You try to hump the dude, which is just like why? Like, ah, uh, funny. It's not funny. Especially the guy with like a known issue of uh, anger issues. <laughs> yeah, right. And he's boxed a few times. He actually has like some boxing training and stuff like that. So didn't he get and arrested? Even, even if it's bad, fair play. I'm pretty sure. I'm, I'm thinking Bondi should take his small little ass. But right. Guess I was redundant, but <laughs> well, didn't. Uh, didn't Bonaduce get in trouble for like punching a trans transgender in the face or something like that? I I think he got in trouble. He, uh, he got busted. I remember a celebrity doing getting that, but I don't remember if it was him. I know Eddie Murphy got. I don't know if he hit one or I don't know something like that. But either way, which is kind of ironic because he he's played one a couple of times in his movies. Good Yet, lord, what, he doesn't hit some. He has. Yeah. <laughs> Well, anyway, that wraps it up for that is one big pile of shit. And that wraps up our news. You ready to get into the event at hand here? Uh, Yeah, this is actually very fun. So I am. All right. Well, we're going to take a break on the other end of this. It's Ring of Honor, everybody. Follow the main event marks on Twitter and Instagram at main event underscore marks and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. My name is Thomas, and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah. yeah the that. mother, same mother and father. Your room was... Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. We right. shared a room. Thought I knew your face. Yeah, we go movie. way back, mate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do, we do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The... Broadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O. Hey, hey, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the broadcast podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. The main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash C forward slash main event marks podcast. Now back to the show. And we're back. Back. It's ROH Undeniable and took place October 6, 2007 at the Inman Sports Club in Edison, New Jersey. By the way, there's a match where one of the commentators says they're in Dayton. It's like, yeah, Dayton. what? <laughs> I'm like, uh, do they all just like blend together for you? You're like, yeah, we're in Dayton. I mean, uh, New Jersey. I mean, uh, you know, wherever. Like that one, I was like, I had to like think about it for a second. I'm like, wait, because he said something about all uh, oh, the crowd here in Dayton. I was like, uh, what? Well, well I, I would assume a place like Dayton and Jersey go hand in hand. Yeah, you're not totally wrong there. That is correct. <laughs> anyway. You know, I've been doing, we've been forgetting this on the past one, so I got all queued up here. What's the date on this? October 6, 2007. All right, number one movie. Oh, I can't is, even hazard a guess. Oh, the game plan. Oh, actually, no. The Rock. Yeah. 
And then the number one song. Probably one you don't know. <laughs> Sorry, what's the, what's the date again? October 6, 2007. All right. And then uh, October 6, music. It's probably something either I don't know or something crappy. Uh, crank that soldier boy. Oh man! Good God! Yes, that's the the rapper that keeps getting in trouble for putting out uh, illegal video game systems, right? Allegedly. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Oh man! Been doing it. Sell a video game system with like a bunch of ROMs on it, and you ain't getting trouble. Yeah, (laughs) dude's a moron. (sighs) But anyway, Soldier Boy, you could. Knock me over with a feather telling me he's a moron. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but we open the show in the ring with Dave Prazak and Lenny Leonard, ECW style. The only difference is uh, one of these guys isn't going to get beat up and replaced with a heel. A heel! Motherfucker! Uh, that might have been preferable, though, because I never liked either one of these guys. I hate old school Ring of Honor commentary. I love but, Ian Rick and Bonnie. I'll say that. Yeah, he's great. Kevin Kelly was great. Uh, and if you don't like Kevin Kelly, please die. Uh, oh, okay. I got news for you. I'm going to die. You don't like Kevin Kelly's commentary? I don't hate it, but I don't like it. Oh, man. I always like him, especially on New Japan I like shows. Ian Riccoboni and uh, Caprice Coleman. That's like probably the best duo in all wrestling. But Yeah, they're pretty good. I definitely like them. But uh, either way, Claudio Castagnoli is walking around behind them. We see quick shots of the world title match uh, participants in their locker rooms. And now Sweet and Sour Inc., which is Larry Sweeney, Sarah Del Rey, Bobby Dempsey, and Chris Hero come out. Sweet and, I... and Sour Inc. <laughs> yeah. This sounds like something Russo would come up with, like a, a team of, uh, of Asian people. <laughs> Good God. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me when I'm telling lies. Yeah, uh, you might not be too, too incorrect with that one, but... Uh... Bro, Either <laughs> my favorite Chinese food, bro. We're going to name after that. Wow. But anyway, uh, I seriously thought that Sweeney was a young Kenny Omega for a minute. Yep, I definitely got that. <laughs> uh, Sweeney says that Captain Nolan... did have a, a phone sex voice. <sighs> yeah, right. Uh, Sweeney <laughs> says that... I, I can't ever unhear it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sweeney says that Castagnoli never signed a contract to face Hero tonight, so the match is off. We now get the opening hype video for the show to Doomsday Clock by the Smashing Pumpkins, Greg's favorite band. Usa. Uh, wow. I direct all your hate to at AthleticFan33, not me. All right. I like the Smashing Pumpkins. Uh, I will say, I saw this video. I'm like, oh man, somebody's trying to get hate. It said uh, how Nirvana would sound if they weren't mid. And it was a video. <laughs> and it was a video of uh, them performing. Uh, Nirvana okay, was I'll performing. say this. They had a few great hits, but man, people just overhyped the hell out of Nirvana. They always have. I, I went through a phase over- where I. Right. I went through a phase where I really liked Nirvana, but I, I still like them. I'm just not like, oh my God. But uh, it was a video of Nirvana performing, and they dubbed it over with. Uh, <laughs> With uh, Nickelback. That seems to be the famous thing. Yeah, like, oh my god. Like, people, like, they're just wanting to get people pissed. But anyway, uh, the Age of the Fall, which I'll is Jimmy Jacobs. call my buddy AJ Kirsch and he'll defend him. Yeah. But the Age of the Fall, which is Jimmy Jacobs, 
Tyler Tyler Black, who would never go on to do Ooh. anything, and yeah, he it, who who cares about this guy? The Necro Butcher, who is the true star. I think of this you group. spoke too quick on that. Okay. <laughs> and Lacey uh, are in the ring, and Jacobs cuts a promo about how they strung up the Briscoes and made them bleed at the last pay per view. So what they did is they made oh, the Briscoe. Yeah, they made the Briscoe brothers bleed, and they tied their feet up and strung them up by their feet. And then Jimmy Jacobs stood under them and let the blood drip on him. It was this gross. Like some, this sounds like some 2023 John Moxley AEW crap. Yeah, well, this was like I could super, see him doing that. Well, this was super emo, gothic, whatever. Like that was the whole thing of the group. It was kind of cool, Jacobs. but gross. Yeah. But wait, uh, wait, 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 wait. CrossFit Jesus was emo gothic. Yeah, right. The camera occasionally switches to photo negative and then splices in clips of Age of the Fall stringing up the Briscoes. They're eventually cut off by the Vulture Squad, who's Julius Smokes, Jigsaw, Ruckus, and Jack Evans. <laughs> that's, Julius uh, Smokes. that's an eclectic group if I ever saw one. Uh, yeah, Julius ke- the Fall's not. Yeah. Well, Julius keeps making some weird noises, and then they all charge the ring for a big brawl. And I'm not kidding when I say he's making weird noises. He just comes yeah. out like, I, I can't even describe it. It was like, what the frick are you doing, man? I don't know. But anyway, this first match, like, it uh, is. Like the old Kamala promos, remember? Like the taped ones, not in the ring. But like, he goes. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> but uh, this is Age of the Fall, Jimmy Jacobs and Tyler Black. Thank God we're not getting a Necro Butcher match. With Lacey in their corner. Trust me. Yeah. They're taking on the Vulture Squad of Ruckus and Jack Evans with Julius Smokes in their corner. This goes about five and a half minutes. This is a spot fest. Tyler Black hits a burning hammer on Evans, followed by Jacobs locking him in a guillotine choke for the submission victory. I gave it a star and a half. What say you? Yeah, I gave it a buck. It was okay. It was just like a quick high flying spot fest to get the crowd I fired up. You like the next match could have been an opener and this one could have been a filler. But yeah, right. But backstage ring of honor world champion Takeshi Morishima is sitting with Dick to go or Dick Togo. However yeah. You Dick say it. Togo, Dick to go, whatever is a thing in 2007. So I dude, was as of this watching that days old knowing that dude, he's still mentioned in new Japan like today. I Apparently, feel like Excalibur mentioning them when they were building up something for uh, Forbidden Door. I'm pretty sure he said the word, the name T- Dick Togo or Dick Togo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude, he's like, st- I, I think he's a trainer or something over there. So, yeah, he's still. He's still that might have been what it was. Trained by the legendary Dick Togo. I know he's a little liberal with that word, but <laughs> I believe. The legendary. Good God. I feel like that's what he said. Did he train Hashi uh, by any chance? Most likely. I feel like that's who he said it for. I don't know, but I don't know about that one. Maybe I, I'm not sure. Train, but either way, uh, that's a real sentence, folks. Yeah, <laughs> I just, I'm thinking he's Japan's answer to uh, Tom Pritchard over here. Like Tom Pritchard was never like a big name over here or anything, but you he's like the best trainer. Big name. Oh you son yeah, of a no, bitch. Were, oh yeah. I, I guess okay, that's hold on. if hope. he's Dr. Tom, then that means Daniel Garcia is uh, the Jiggle Jimmy Del Rey. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, how, how dare I say that, by the way? <laughs> Me, right? Yeah, exactly. 
But uh, either way, uh, they try to get some comments from Morishima, but he starts yelling in Japanese and throwing stuff as Togo tells the cameraman that Takeshi doesn't want to talk. Per- Every speaking- American Japanese stereotype on the way down that tree, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Dick, Dick Togo spoke perfect English, by the way. Just want to point that out. Yep. I was like, damn, okay. But uh, Sweet and Sour Ink is in the ring again. Real name. And Daisy Hayes is in the corner. Larry Sweeney says that this will be the first women's match in ROH history. False. Uh, And that Sarah Del Rey is the greatest women's wrestler on the planet. That may be correct at the time. Actually, I watched. Maybe he meant on pay-per-view. That had to have been what he meant. Because I watched with uh, giving a shout out to Kyle with uh, Apron Bump. I watched Ring of Honor shows from 2003 with him. And Alexis Laurie, a.k.a. Mickey James, took on uh, Sumi Sakai. So that happened in Ring of Honor in 03. But I, I'm going to say I'm going to say this had to have, he meant a, had to have meant pay-per-view. I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. And we can't anyway. call we can't call him women of honor, right? Because was that a no-no? Uh, I mean, at the time, that wasn't a thing. But I don't know. I don't know why I was stupid. Women of honor. What's wrong with that? Wait, did, somebody, did somebody complain about that? Yeah, so they stopped calling him that. Yeah. I thought it was just the women of honor title. They changed it just the Ring of Honor women's title. Why? Like, what was the what was the the bitch I, I about that? I don't know. One? I don't know. It's 2023. You tell me. Good God, that's we'll cut fantastic. This. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Sarah, yeah, that was a real thing, though. They're trying to cancel. Oh, it's it's derogatory or something like that. I don't I don't know. You know, people are literally calling them women and of honor. Like, uh, was it, are they mad because they want them to not be honorable? I guess so. That's weird. But either way, uh, Sarah Del Rey with Sweet and Sour Ink in her corner takes on Daisy Hayes in just under four minutes. So nothing really happens until... Yeah, like Claudio... I said, this would have been a little better opener. But right. A little better. But Claudio Castagnoli comes out partway through this one and starts taking out Sweet and Sour Ink until Chris Hero hits him with the hero's welcome. In the ring, Daisy Hayes rolls through with a... Oh, no. Sun's... <laughs> Rolls through with a sunset flip or uh, flip pin to uh, Del Rey to win. I gave it Uno Star. I assume you did too. Yeah, I did. Not good. It's like it's like you knew. Yeah, right. Uh, I had to be a mind reader for that one. But definitely sweet, not sour. good. Not good. <laughs> yeah, or uh... Uh, not good. Believe me, not good. Did you realize we're going to be in the building where he got the Stone Cold Stunner? <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Good grief. But uh, Sweet and Sour Inc. are upset in the ring when the lights drop and the final countdown starts playing. (laughs) Brian Brian Danielson charges out and everyone bails from the ring. Danielson says Larry Sweeney only caring about money is what's wrong with professional sports. He demands Chris Hero get in the ring and prove that he's the greatest professional athlete in the world. And now... Does Larry Sweeney sound like the most crooked used car salesman in history? Which is probably why he looks the way he does. <laughs> he looks like he should be smacking a, a car and being like, oh, you can fit so many kids in this thing. <laughs> wow. Holy crap. Yeah, you could. You got so much room in the in the trunk here. Anyway, that's trunk. You fit three bodies in there. Exactly. But this is Chris Hero with Sweet and Sour Ink in their corner. Yes. Third match with these people. Take it on. 
Uh, you act like that's an overabundance or something. Yeah, right. Taking on Brian Danielson. Yeah, screw me. But this goes for 11 minutes and 8 seconds. Commentary tells us that Claudio Castagnoli was taken to the hospital for the attack that honestly didn't look all that bad. Uh, In the end, Danielson holds Hero's arms and repeatedly stomps in his face until the referee declares him the winner via knockout. Uh, I gave this... Yeah. Uh, I gave this dose and a half. What say you? I gave it two. Best match we've seen so far. Yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, yeah, not amazing, lot, but... but... Right. Well, strap in for this next one here. Uh, Adam Pierce is in the ring. By the way, did you notice the crowd is like eating all of this up? Oh, yeah, man. They were like, hot they, and heavy for they this. They clearly just accepted anything in this company. They, this was definitely... This picked up where ECW left off and the thing is they didn't do the hardcore stuff like ECW did. They just relied on wrestling for the most part. Well, they have a necro butcher. Well, there's that. Uh, But they, like, that crowd just made the shift, man. Like, I don't don't know if it was the exact same crowd. I'll I'll say that. But they did pick up, like, some of the the quote-unquote famous ECW fans you would see in the crowd, they'd be at the early Ring of Honor shows. Yeah, like, I, like, straw hat guy. Yeah, I saw him there a few times. I'm like, wow. So they literally were just like, wow, this is our new promotion. You also got to you also got to factor in like regional where it always was Chicago, New York, Baltimore, yep. Austin, this, Jersey. You know, the style was very different, obviously, between Ring of Honor and ECW. But uh, they did bring in like initially they brought in a few of the ECW talents and or uh, I use talent loosely. You know what I mean? And <laughs> they uh, they did have a lot of like matches, and it's like, oh my god, why are these guys on any wrestling card anywhere in the world? Like, really? Because, <sighs> but, just because. Yeah. But uh, either way, uh, Adam Pierce is in the ring, and he invites Kevin Steen out. Uh, Pierce that reminds... It's official. <laughs> Pierce reminds everyone that he took out Delirious for being dead weight, and now Steen needs to do the same to El Generico. <laughs> Taking out Delirious, man, that's a big one on your resume. Yeah, right. You mean the guy that looks like a more out-of-shape Austin Aries in a mask? Got it. (laughs) But uh, he says it. (laughs) Say what? He eats meat. Oh, well, yeah. And that's not innuendo, by the way. (laughs) Good grief. But he says that uh, Steen needs to do the same to El Generico after Generico costs Steen a shot at the Ring of Honor world title. The Hangman 3, which is B.J. Whitmer, Brent Albright, and Shane Hagedorn, end up dragging a beaten-up El Generico to the ring and hold him while Pierce tells Steen to take him out and join them. Steen thinks about it, and then starts beating up the Hangman 3 before they get the better of him. Delirious now makes his comeback to help Kevin Steen, and he cleans house. Delirious says something weird. Like, when I say he says something weird, his promos were literally... Like he's Donnie yes. from Wild Thornberries. If you ever seen the episode of South Park when they think global warming is a thing that's taking them over, who's that? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Good God. Uh, but Steen global says. Global warming's that... getting me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the Steen says that the only person who can beat who can beat up on El Generico is himself. Before he declares this now a six-man tag. This match is a six-man tag. It is the Hangman 3, BJ, BJ Whitmer, 
uh, Adam Scrap Daddy Pierce and yeah, Brent Albright. These days. Yeah, right. Yeah, well, that the name's going to come in handy in the, in prison, I guess. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I hope you like the taste of prison food. Anyway, I'm uh, going to cut it off there. But uh, they're taking on the team of Kevin Steen, El Generico, and Delirious. It's a hell of a team, man. I was Delirious watching this. <laughs> it goes about 11 minutes. Near the end, Delirious loses his mind and starts biting at the ear of Adam Pierce. Delirious loses his mind. That's a real Yeah, sentence. right. <laughs> uh, this allows Albright to sneak up behind him and hit a, a half-Nelson suplex for the pinfall win. I give it deuce and a half. What say you? Same. Yeah, it was all right. It just... Uh, a, a, you want to talk about ECW style, man. A thrown-together six-man tag in the middle of a pay-per-view. <laughs> like I know there's a storyline behind this, but good God! Let's just hurry up and get to the next match. I'll be happy to talk about that one. Yeah. Well, we now go to the locker room with Nigel McGinnis, uh, and Nigel says that being the Ring of Honor champion is about growing up, wanting to be a professional wrestler for a living, and being the best in the world. He then says that he's going to headbutt Morishima and make him bleed and lariat him and I knock him bleed. out. <laughs> and up next, it is Roderick Strong taking on Austin Aries. This one goes probably the best minutes. match of the entire card. It's definitely damn good. Uh, in the end, Austin Aries suplexes Roderick Strong outside of the ring through a table. Hits a 450 splash where he actually comes down knees first on Roderick, and he pins. That was sick, man. Yeah, like he, I think he mostly landed like kind of where he was like rolling forward with his feet so he didn't completely crush his ribs. Uh, it also helps that he's like a buck. You should have had but, a, a backbreaker counter on this. Like a time, like a, like numbered him. Yeah, right. But uh, he hits a, a, oh, uh, he hit the 450 and then he pins strong to win. I gave it three and a half stars. What say you? I gave it four. This was a damn good match. I think this is where it, from this moment on was where all the matches were great for the rest of the card. And I know it's deep in the card, but still it's a really hey, good. Match. I, I, I've only got two matches up my notes. Did I miss something? Uh, yeah, well there was that match and then we got two ma- two more matches. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, right. Okay, well, you, know, you, said, you said the rest of the card, but well, that, that sounds like a lot to me. I only got two on here. Yeah. No, like the last three matches of this card are, must, are uh, definitely must see. If anybody's they, looking, they really it. tested your mental, make you stay around, huh? Yeah, right. Uh, the first, uh, the first part of this card was just like crap. Nice. Yeah, but this was like uh, by this point, we actually had like half of the show to go still. So because the last three matches are pretty long, uh, and it's worth it. It's really good. So if you want to go about halfway through the through the show and start watching, it's worth it. But after that, we go right into the next match. It's the Briscoe Brothers, J. Mark Briscoe, defending the Ring of Honor World Tag Team titles against the No Remorse Corps of Rocky Romero and Davey Richards. I was uh, this days old when I learned that this was an actual team. Yeah, I had heard about them, but I'd never actually seen them in action. So now this was pre-American Wolves, right? Yes, of course. Duh. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah. I'm not a big Rocky Romero fan. I don't. I don't hate him. I don't like cringe when he comes out. But he's the one know. that's uh, in Rapongi Vice, right? Yes. 
So he literally saves that horrible team when he shows up on AEW all the time, whenever he does. So <laughs> yeah, I have right. respect for him for that. Oh, good. Someone that's actually good. He's not, uh, what's the idiot's name? Tr- uh, not Trent, um, the other idiot. Chucky e. T. Yeah. Chuckle fuck. <laughs> good Lord. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, he's uh, terrible, man. Yeah, I've always hated every him. Time, every time I see them, I'm like, can we just keep Trent and Mass the whole time, please, for the love of God? Right. Well, that was the thing I'm with... An idiot. Oh, for sure. Well, Pockets has personality. I mean, it, sure. It's goofy. I mean, it's goofy. Obviously, it's a dumb indie-style gimmick, but it's cool. You know, it gets over. I get uh, happier to see Sue in her van than I do uh, Chuck Taylor. <laughs> Good Lord. I am not joking. <laughs> Mr. Muffin Top himself, Chuck Taylor. Yeah, man, I mean... <laughs> That's the thing, like, Rapongi Vice, like I said, I don't hate Rocky Romero at all, all right? I, I'm, I'm not, like, anti-Rocky Romero. I just think he's kind of goofy. The thing is, he was, like, out of the two guys, I liked Trent. I really didn't care about Rocky. But now Trent got himself another partner who I care even less about than Rocky. It's kind of funny. It's like, man, that Trent's that good, huh? No matter what team he's in, he's the best one. <laughs> yeah, right? Even back to the Dude Busters in the WWE. <laughs> Yeah, right. He was with uh, Tyler Rex, right? No, it was uh crap. Can't think of his name. He went by Chris Cage in the It was Indies. crap. Uh yes. yeah. your words, not mine. The, it was uh, the, crap. I, the guy had a that? good look to him. Uh let's see. Trent oh, Beretta. Tyler was with Kurt Hawkins, right? Or Brian was it Kurt Hawkins at the time, yeah. Right? Uh he was with Kalen Croft. The hell is Kalen Croft? He didn't do anything after WWE, so clearly no, yeah, no use looking him up. He he was Chris. He went by the name Chris Cage on the Indies, and that was about it. Chris Cage, huh? Wow, original. Yep. Uh, he was Chris, or he was Kalen Croft, Chris Banks, oh, Chris Cage. I'm, look, I'm looking at his picture. And I remember him now. Okay. Yeah, he looked. I mean, him and Trent looked similar. Like they they could have pulled off like a brother gimmick. But yeah, he literally did. Nothing. So uh, he left WWE and he was in OVW for a little bit, and I think that was about it. FCW. Oh wait, no, that was all pre WWE. Wow. So he just all right. So he <laughs> went peaks and then went home. Huh? Apparently, he made a short return to WWE for a little bit on ECW. I don't remember that. Maybe oh, well, that doesn't count. The Dude Busters then uh, turned face and they entered into a feud with the Gate Crashers, Kurt Hawkins and Vance Archer. Uh, yeah, okay. And they uh, just he re- threw a bunch of crap on the wall and saw the stuff stuck, huh? Uh, November 19th, 2010, he was released and then he retired. Okay, so there you go. Hey, he's from Youngstown. How about that? Yeah, Youngstown. That, there's, a, there's a little side uh, a little side leg for you there. But uh, this match goes a little over 18 minutes. It's pretty hard-hitting, I'll say. In the end, the Briscoes hit a springboard doomsday device on Richards for the win. Reach for uh, the sky, boy. Uh, Uncle Dave actually did rate this one. He gave it four and a quarter stars. I gave it so three and he a half. woke up at this point, okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> I gave it three and a half. Let's see you. I gave it three. This was a really great tag match. I loved it, tag but there's something missing. Yeah, that's why I gave it three and a half. Uh, it it was really damn good. I I mean, I'll say I didn't really care about No Remorse Core, so maybe that's what was missing a little bit. I I don't know if I've ever given a Briscoes match anything short of three stars. So I'll say well, that. Suppose you're 
Yeah, think about who, uh, who they're facing. Right. Yeah, I mean, if it's just some like throwaway, you know, jobber squash, I mean, that's a little different. But if you're talking like Remember, a there was a time match, where they were the throwaway jobber squash. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, well, hey, Jay Briscoe, like uh, that that one. What, what was the what was the show we watched where he won the world title? We watched uh, it recently. Honor, I don't know the number, but I was there. But I don't know the number. Uh, now in the archives, uh, it's the only Supercard of Honor we did. But he, uh, yeah, you you remember the the live? well, you remember the lead up to that was like they kept showing a video package of he had like a bazillion world title shots dating back to like when he was yeah. wearing the singlet. So he was over, man. People loved them some Jay Briscoe. I mean, I like Mark. Uriah Faber in a way. It's like so over. Everyone loved him, but just couldn't win the title. Yep. And he finally did. And didn't he get his own custom title with his logo on it? I feel like that sounds right. Yeah, I think he did. But and then he got like a camouflage strap for it. That was pretty awesome. Of course he did. <laughs> but after he the match. He had a better flag on there if he was allowed to. Yeah. But after the match, during the Briscoe Brothers celebration, clips keep getting spliced in of the Briscoes being strung up by the age of the fall. Then we see Jimmy Jacobs saying, this is just the beginning. Yeah, just uh, just the beginning for them. You're not really Yay, going anywhere. Jimmy Jacobs. Dude, I remember the first time I saw Jimmy Jacobs. I was like, who gives a shit? I, and then I saw Tyler Black with him, and I'm like, he looks cool. He looks like he could be something. And then like, I watch more uh, of his you stuff. Missed that one. Yeah, right. Yeah. He never did anything ever. But yeah, I like I always thought Tyler Black was cool and uh he was talented and he was in Wrestling Society X, which is hilarious. And you gotta pay your due somewhere, dude. Yep, uh, you damn right. Yeah, you had to follow Jimmy Jacobs around for years. Ugh. I guess I guess unless you're Roman Reigns. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, I don't know. Even he started out as Layaki. And then, like, kind of floundered yeah, but, until he. But in NXT, though, right? Uh, that was FCW, and then he went. When he went to NXT, he was actually Roman Reigns, and he was a heel. Heel. But that didn't last long, and then he joined the Shield, and all uh, kind of yeah, all downhill from there. <laughs> Again, <laughs> never did anything, never went anywhere. Never ever. drew a dime. Roll it up. Yeah. Never drew a dime. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Dime Drawer himself. Anyway. Right. Well, that takes us to our next break. After this, we're getting into the main event. I've been looking forward to this, so we'll be right back with a Ring of Honor world title main event. Follow the main event marks on Twitter and Instagram at main event underscore marks and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod. What's up, everybody? I am the hardest part of the ring, the host of the Apron Bump podcast. Ugh, another wrestling podcast. How many times can I listen to fans tell me who needs a push, who doesn't need a push, who brings Vince's coffee these days? Enough! The Apron Bump is about the journey. It's about nostalgia. It's about discovering new forms of wrestling to really tickle your pickle as a wrestling fan. The podcast brings you reviews of wrestling events all over the world, whether it's WWF, WWE, WCW, ECW. We even cover the golden eras of Ring of Honor, Progress, TNA. 
and more promotions in the future as well. New episodes every Wednesday. Bump day. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Go to apronbump.com or go to your favorite podcast platform or YouTube and subscribe today for the most diverse, fan-friendly wrestling podcast in the world. I'm hard. Event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash C forward slash main event marks podcast. Now back to the show. And we're back. We're back. Main event time here. It's Takeshi, well, yeah. Mori- Takeshi Morishima defending the ROH World Heavyweight title against Nigel McGuinness in just over 14 minutes. Morishima keeps going for spoiler. The- this was a classic. Hell yeah. Marishima keeps going for the backdrop driver throughout the match, and McGinnis keeps getting out of it. I love that. He kept doing, like, different counters to to get out of it. Uh, He was, like, legit scared of getting hit with it. At the same time, Nigel kept going for uh, trying to knock Marishima out with a lariat. Uh, When Takeshi finally hit the backdrop driver, Nigel kicked out at two. When he hit it again, Nigel popped up and hit a jawbreaker lariat for a near fall. Later on, uh, Nigel hit another one. Marishima kicked out. Nigel nails a third one and wins. Uncle Dave gave this three and a quarter, er, three and three quarter stars. I give it three and a half again. What say you? I gave it four. I want to vote both of you. Uh, I, I love no who both these guys. Was, but this was awesome. Yeah, uh, I I saw a couple of his matches back during this time because uh, back this was back in like the uh, the Wild West days of YouTube where anything goes and they would flat out share full matches and full shows and whatever. So I would watch Takeshi Morishima sometime and he was, yeah, he was damn good. More money to be made off of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> and I think, I think he just went to Japan back to Japan after this. And I, I don't remember him really doing anything after this. This was kind of like it, it. I could be wrong. I don't know what he did in Japan, but as far as, his stint in America, this was about it. Nigel went on to have an historic run with amazing matches. He did some good crap, pal. I, and now he's commentating the best AEW show they got. Yeah, right. I love me some Nigel McGinnis, man. I've always been a huge fan of his. I even liked him as Desmond Wolf in TNA. I wish they did more well, with they him. They didn't like his Desmond Wolf in TNA, but... Yeah, clearly. I remember when he came out uh, at the, it was the first show I, I ordered it on pay-per-view. They made a big deal out of, oh, it's Hulk Hogan's first TNA pay-per-view is Genesis uh, 2010. And I ordered that damn thing, unfortunately. And uh, Desmond Wolf came out and he they gave him tights, like ugly-ass tights, and he came out in like a, a gray trench coat. And I'm like, what the f*** did and they do to Nigel McGinnis? Correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't he have like spiked hair? Before he got to the TNA, uh, I can't remember if he shaved it in TNA or when right he showed up. TNA. When he showed up, he was completely bald. Yeah, right. That's why I'm I didn't saying, recognize him. Yeah, that's what I'm saying too. It's like he just thought it was some new British guy. He went, "Oh, he's going to be with with Magnus and uh, uh, Doug Williams." Well, when he first so showed I, I up, right. Well, when he first showed up, he went after Kurt Kurt Angle like right away in backstage segments, and I'm like, "Who's the?" The little dude who kind of looks like Kurt, and at the time they also had like Frank Trigg hanging around. Eric Angle. Yeah, I'm like, so there's Kurt Angle, Frank Trigg, who looks like Kurt Angle, 
and then the British Kurt Angle. <laughs> like, what, what? what's going on here? And then I didn't know who the F he was until he didn't get new gear right away. He was still wearing his, his Nigel McGinnis stuff. And when he came out wearing it, I was like, oh, that's Nigel McGinnis. Okay. I'm like, wow, he looks different bald. Like, what the hell? <laughs> going off of what I've heard Cornette say, I'm going to say McGinnis took uh, Tyler Black's spot. So this might have been him. Yeah. Was, he had the contract and Cornette like, ripped it up and told, don't you dare go to that place. Yeah, right. <laughs> Well, wouldn't you know who won the pony on this one? Poor <laughs> Nigel, man. Poor freaking Nigel. That sucks. And he deserves... Man. And he even talks about it on the show that he came up in the Cincinnati area. Everybody that I used to know in the indie scene around here, they all used to work with him and they knew him. Like, nobody ever has a bad word to say about Nigel McGinnis. Like, he's a genuinely good dude. Uh, I met him one time. He autographed my... I had a... Ring of Honor show ticket was the only thing I had. He autographed it for me. It was it was awesome. But and he's deceptive. I realize I'm a short guy, but he's deceptively tall too. Like he towered over me. Like he's I think he's taller than you, or he might be at least your height. Okay, because you're talking about a good memory, I'm gonna leave that obvious joke alone. I already said I know I'm short, but he's way he's way taller. Either way, the ring fills up with people cheering for Nigel's win. Brian Danielson gets in to talk crap to Nigel and pie faces. Because, you know, if any match needs an afterbirth, it's this one. Yeah, I think they were kind of celebrating that the big Japanese monster was finally defeated by the British guy. Yay. <laughs> but Austin Aries and a few others step in to shove Danielson back and force him to leave. Well, Danielson is the American dragon, so he's not going to like the British dude, all right? It's just logical. But That's how I see it. Takeshi Marishima takes the ROH title and hands it to Nigel himself. The crowd chants, thank you, Shima. Uh, Austin Aries now holds Nigel's hand up as the show ends. And that takes us to our final break. I was Austin. waiting for uh, Austin to hit him, actually. <laughs> yeah, right. I was like, is this going to turn? Or... Uh, by the way, this is weird seeing Austin Aries with long hair. Yeah, really. It's like, ah, man, this is chibi Austin Aries right here. This is before he ever showed up in TNA. Well, I think he'd he'd showed up in TNA a couple of times before this, but it was before. Yeah, his... they kind of had that unofficial working relationship. Yeah, and then he was gone for a while, and I think he's back here. Because actually, no, I think about it, him and Roderick had appeared there before. Yes, Roderick Strong was kind of chubby there for a while. And you remember they put him in tights? I do. <laughs> it was like. It was the most generic effing tights of all time. He shaved his head and he just, he was chubby and he had these tights on that said strong down the, down the leg. I'm like, yeah, I'll get you over. <laughs> but anyway, we're going to take our final break on the other end of this. It's final ratings time. Follow the main event marks on Twitter and Instagram at main event underscore marks and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod. Hey gang, it's Commissioner Cooper of TSS Fantasy. We are the fantasy show of the people. Expert fantasy advice, free contests, leading expert medical and legal analysis, and most importantly, you. Interact with us on all social media platforms or check us out at tssfantasy.com. You can hear us on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and many more. 
Check out the fun today and be a part of the most interactive fantasy show around. TSS Fantasy, the fantasy show of the people. Hello, everyone. My name is Ryan McCarthy, and I'm the host of the No Credentials Required podcast. Start your work week with the Monday Drop-In, where I talk about the sports beat in the Capital District, also known as the Mighty 518, as well as Metro New York sports from an upstate point of view. I also give a life lesson from a weekly sports story, so you might learn something from that. I also have a midweek podcast where I interview different sports personalities and talk about a wide array of topics. Take a listen and subscribe on your preferred podcast app, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and iHeartRadio. Also check out our social media channels on Twitter and Instagram, BellyUpNCR, and Facebook.com forward slash BellyUpSportsNCR. We're a part of the BellyUpSports Podcast Network in association with Godzilla Media. No credentials required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. Event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash C forward slash main event marks podcast. Now back to the show. And we're back. And we're back. Uh, final ratings, y'all. The only ones I could dig up besides my own were uh, from 411 Mania, who gave this a 6 out of 10. Uh, I get, because of the last three matches, I gave it a 6.5 out of 10. Probably a D, D minus somewhere in there. What say you? I would have said probably a D minus until the last three matches, so I bumped it up to a C plus. It's, yeah, it, I will say this. If people fast forward to or skip whatever to the last three matches, I'm saying fast forward like people know what the hell that is nowadays. Oh, well, you take the mouse thing and you scroll a little dot over. Yeah, that's called scrubbing. Yeah, so scrubbing. <laughs> yeah, they completely changed the name of it from when we were, uh, when we were Utes. Uh, yeah, because people don't know what the hell. Utes, what's a Ute? Yeah, people don't. More my cousin Vinny, actually. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) People don't know what "be kind" or "wine" means nowadays. But oh, I love that movie. That's what they'll say. Yeah, right. But uh, if if you skip ahead to the last three matches on the card, you will be pleasantly surprised. A good match or a, a good show. Some good stuff. You got the like I said, strong and Aries. Briscoes and uh, have Briscoes and no remorse core, and then Morishima and uh, Nigel McGuinness. So there you go. That those are honestly the my entire reason for watching the show is though, especially that last match. I just wanted to see. Yeah, I Marishima had no knowledge of this going in at all, and I was starting to get pissed that you made this until those last three matches. I knew the last three were going to pick it up. I, I, I don't know, old school Ring of Honor. You couldn't always count on the first half of the show. I'll say that. Either way, that does it for that one. But uh, we got one more show to wrap up the month, man. And it is a doozy. Uh, uh, Wednesday, yeah. Oct- October 25th. We're bringing you... Have you watched it yet? I have not watched it back yet, no. Well, it's not as bad as you think, but it's not as great as I thought it could be. I don't know if that's a ring endorsement, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, strap in, everybody. Uh, October 25th, right before Halloween, we're bringing you a WCW Halloween Havoc 1998 from WCW's most profitable year ever, believe it or and not. You wouldn't know it from this show and the way well, what goes on. Although you won't see what goes on, but we'll have to tell you because if you watch it on Peacock, you'll have no idea. Right. Well, and the thing with this is uh, they're making money hand over fist, but uh, behind the scenes, the wheels are falling off. There's a lot of stuff going on. 
where oh, Bischoff, they may have already fallen off. But... Yeah, because if you think about this one, man, uh, like in like, year 19... I've heard it multiple times say August 98 is when he knew it was over when they're at their yeah. hottest. Yeah, wow, because, that's because crazy. The booking was all over the damn place. He got Kevin Nash to help him book, which was just phenomenal. And then and we love Nash, by the way. Right, but he should stay far away from the book. I'll just say that. And then past that, you had... Um, Can you imagine like, like, the, like Mark Hamill writing Star Wars? Is that something we would want? Probably not. <laughs> uh, but there were the, the Turner acquisitions uh, or the merger or whatever with them. And it was... Uh, who the hell was it at this? Was it AOL at this point that they were yeah. merging with? Okay. Yeah. It was the, the AOL Time Warner merger going on at this time like time warner didn't really want uh wcw around aol really didn't want wcw around they didn't care how much money it was making they wanted it dead and buried well but, a few years later nobody wanted aol around so there you go yeah right you think about the evolution like the stupid evolution of that company like Oh, this uh, this wrestling company is making a lot of money, is really popular, and pulling in uh, you know ad revenue and all this stuff. But we hate wrestling, so let's just murder it. By the way, uh, let's just ruin everything. Because you you look at nowadays, so, like what's the logic there? They can make all that money that they're going to be losing back somewhere. I guess so. They think, oh, we're going to be more respectable if we get rid of WCW. Like, yeah, because it's the wrestling that's holding your company back. Fast forward to uh, 2023, Warner Brothers is running in the red. Because somehow this all gets back to I, I might even know WBD. the depths of hell red. but <laughs> Yeah, it's not doing well. Which is why they're throwing out things like they're going to reboot Harry Potter with like a full like 10-year television series or streaming series, whatever the F. Uh, they, one season. Uh, that's, that's one of their properties that's still extremely hot. So will ruin it. They might they have a, pull they have a talent to do stuff like that. Yeah. Well, they might pull in the Potter heads for a while there and get some get some uh could have just said Potter heads. Good God. And then uh You're no fun. The the rumor is that they want to do a quote unquote cinematic universe out of the Lord of the Rings stuff. And uh dude, I'm so over cinematic universes. I don't give a shit. Just make a good movie. Like I you don't need to set it up for a universe. This is the same company, by the way, that took Henry Cavill, who God put his plan to be Superman, said no thanks. Yeah. No faith. Hey, Netflix also pissed him off enough where he literally said, I don't want my dream role anymore. Bye. So, people don't know what I'm talking about. The Witcher. He was literally the only big name, the only name, period, on that entire show. And he literally said, it's my dream role. I the only the only way I'll leave this show is if they uh, screw with the source material too much. Well, he's gone, and he and Amazon said, "Hey, we'll give you a boatload of money, and you can do whatever you want." So that's why he's going to do that Warhammer 40k or whatever the hell. And he just go be <sighs> Captain Britain, please. Yeah, right. Well, he, he's gonna. I, he's made for so no. Yeah, uh, we'll have to see. Uh, We'll have to see how well that Warhammer series does because he's a huge nerd for it, and Amazon's—it's like a—is is that video game? 
there are video games for it, but it's like a strategy well, I mean, base. So that's what it is, based off that. No, it's 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 a like a strategy based like uh, it's almost like Dungeons and Dragons, but it's like no, no, I know it, what the game is. I'm saying is this show based on the game? No, the the show's based on just like lore of the of the board game. So that oddly enough, tying this back into wrestling, Shayna Baszler's outfit I never would have known because I don't pay attention to Warhammer. Shayna Baszler's outfits throughout her her uh, her feud with uh, Ronda have all been representative of stuff from Warhammer. Oh God, yeah, she's a huge nerd for that. I had no clue because people pointed out uh, when she got back with Ronda, the the outfit that she was wearing symbolized something from the game, where it was like uh, joining forces, whatever. And then when she turned on Ronda, she was wearing a tire that symbolized like somebody, like some queen stabbed somebody in the back or whatever. So they're like, she's give, she's literally giving us hints to what she's going to do in her attire for that night. Like, yeah, I'm not that big of a nerd. I, I don't know. <laughs> like, good for her, I guess. Is, is she on up, up, down, down? Because that seems right up her alley. Yeah, all the time. Okay. Yeah, I figured as much. But all right, that uh, that does it for this. We're, we're wrapping up October this Wednesday. Thank you for joining me today, Greg. Yeah, half of me says screw you. The other half says, yeah, it was great. Hey. Half of it. We've done shows that were literally one match shows. This was a three match show. So we've also done no match shows. So who's that? Well, uh, th- that's true. Or that is correct. <laughs> Get one more in before the end. But thank you all for listening, and we hope you tune in next week. Thank you all, by the way, to the new subscribers out there. Uh, we know that there's a handful of you out there, and we that's appreciate great it. Numbers too. Oh, yeah. We appreciate all of you tuning in. Definitely tell your friends and family and uh, your family's friends and your friends' family. And uh, if we have we're any not, new... We're not quite your grandma's favorite everything, but... No, but close. <laughs> Whatever that means. <laughs> Inside joke again. But uh, if any of you out there are, are also listening, like you started listening to the show after Detroit, uh, seeing something from there, let us know that as well. We appreciate you tuning in. Um, we'll see you all this Wednesday with WCW Halloween Havoc 1998. Oh, it is some Havoc.